Welcome back to The Variant Bros. This is The Variant Bros, and this is issue number nine, Kang the Conqueror, issue number three, and the What If show series. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to the team. Our first Variant Bro, if he was in the fight, you'll be watching him on pay-per-view main event. I give you Young G. Are we really doing this? Yes. All right. Our second Variant Bro, if he was a watch, you'd be on his time. I give you L Charms. I'd like to time travel into Sphinx. Okay, okay. Our third variant, bro. If you had a question, he'll be your answer. I give you the professor. Shout out to all our European listeners. All five of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I am Maddie. I'll be your host for today. I'm going to start with the what if question. And the question is, if you had to go up against yourself, who will be your mentor? The kicker is, it has to be a bad guy from the MCU. All right? Give you time to think. I'll go first. For me... I'll probably have Thanos to be my mentor. You know, evil, mad titan. He knows the ropes. I mean, the Infinity Stones. He knows the time travel, the power. He's very strategic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he will, like, mold me to, like, be uh, a pretty bad person to destroy my evil twin. So, yeah, that'll be my uh, mentor. Passing on to Young G. I'm about to go with Hillmonger. Why? Because he's also Creed. So I could learn a lot from him. Moving on to L-Charms. I'm going to go with Strange Supreme from the What If series. Oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to learn some of that dark magic he's got. Is he a bad guy? Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you are a bad guy. Is, is the What If part of them? Like, that counts as a, It's canon. It's canon, yeah. yeah. Oh, snap. That, I, so, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take the uh, Strange Supreme. Good I mean, he was a bad guy at one point, right? I'll just, <laughs> just, just get him right there when he's still bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's bad. I consider him bad. Evil. I consider him bad like Michael Jackson's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Thriller? Bad? (laughs) All right, how about you, Professor? The person that I would have mentor me from the MCU that's a bad guy, Tony Stark. He is a bad guy. (laughs) He did build that robot. (laughs) I would have Ultron. Or Vision, Ultra Vision? Is that, is the, that the, the What If one? The What If one, yeah. Ultra Vision? I mean, he was... I see. I can't see. say the word. <laughs> I, but, you know. I mean, he destroys <laughs> all organic life, yeah. so... Are you yeah. going to assimilate or something? Uh, he just got to teach me how to kill me, right? Uh, That's what he said. He said you yeah. got to learn from him. He didn't say, like, he's, he's got to kill you. you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just, mentor. That's what a mentor learn. does. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's willing to mentor then. <laughs> I didn't know he was an option. I mean... Estranged Supreme is an option. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All good answers. All right. So now I'm going to pass it on to L Charms for the comic of the week, which is Kank the Conqueror number three. Go ahead. Time after time. Apocalypse seals Nathaniel up in a time capsule, but leaves his mind awake. The capsule opens up 26,000 years later on the day Kang fights the Avengers. Destined to lose, how will Nathaniel's arrival change history? And can history be changed? Read Kang the Conqueror number three to find out. All right, so we're going to go to heavy spoilers right now. And the floor is yours, guys. So what did you like about Kang the Conqueror number three? I liked El Charm singing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Slying Sphinx, obviously. It's the best oh part of every single comic. Listen, my dreams. listen, if I ever get to make up like a fighting move, I'm going to call it the Flying Sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the Flying Sphinx. Oh, 
or if I ever become a wrestler, I'm gonna be the Flying Sphinx. Yeah, a tag team. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, besides the Flying Sphinx, what did you enjoy about it? Uh, I thought it was, you know, the artwork was pretty good. Um, I thought that the story was a little shaky, but you know, as uh, Eltrons once told me, you really gotta let the hate fester. You know, Um, (laughs) personally. I don't know what I would do locked up in a coffin for 26,000 years. Well, um, well, let's be more specific. 26,964 years. So basically 27,000 years. Like, I mean, I get it. You know, you've been granted immortality and whatnot. And, you know, you got to wait for your chance at revenge. But, oh, man, at that point, 26,000 years is stuck in there. I would have gone over the fight in my head and been like, you know what? We're cool now. You know, like I fought you so many times in my head that. It's not even worth it anymore. See, but you're forgetting something very important. Revenge is a dish best served cold. And this dish has been cold for 27,000 years. This is the coldest dish ever. That dish is rotten. Okay, You, need to, <laughs> you throw that dish out. That's but, living in hell. Oh my God. I could not imagine that. Like, But I guess now Nathaniel is immortal because of what Apocalypse did to him? Well, yeah. But I mean, you have nothing to do in there. Like, you can't even listen to music. Like, you can't watch any movies. Like, there's a whole world out there and you can't interact with it. You know, like, even if, you know, you're in Egyptian times and there's not really a lot to do. But, like, you got nothing to do in there for 26,000 years except think. And uh, that's pretty scary. That's torture. And, oh, my God, you got to be strong mentality-wise. I don't know if anybody could go for that long i mean that's definitely some type of revenge he's trying to go after i mean can i at least have like a game boy or something like with an infinite battery you're like jeez. have you guys read johnny got his gun oh i know what you're talking about yeah 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 guy who loses his arm his legs his face can't talk can't communicate yeah Darth vader basically <laughs> but that's what it reminded you of yeah that exactly person? that just you have your mind to yourself and you want to get true. you want to talk to the, you know other people get that's to the actual true. world. And that's true. That's true. I mean, I guess the good thing is that when he does get out, he does get his revenge. You know, he and does. he has his arms, his legs, and his face. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a really big plus. He made out pretty good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny got his gun. It was just like he was just a torso sitting on a table. Yeah. So I mean, just like Vision in a uh, Wandavision. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he he ends up getting his revenge, and you know, he ends up escaping kind of going back into time and really like fulfilling you know like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing but he does manage to change time a little bit because his party gets spoiled by the fantastic four who show up to whoop his butt but that happened the exact same way the last time he was there so he really didn't change time he just you know same outcome different route i meant like the last page because i don't think that the last page happens oh you mean where where he meets ravona in the future yeah well, see, that's where, I, that's where I got questions. So my first biggest question is, does the capsule keep you alive? Or did the ritual that... What's Apocalypse. The, Apocalypse, yeah. I think the ritual from Apocalypse. So how's Ravona still alive? I think it's the capsule. Well, didn't Ravona come like in the ship with... No. No, not at all? No, he, he sends Ravona away when he gets to Egypt. So I'm assuming he put her in the capsule? What if it's a different Ravona? That's also a possibility. Who says there's only got to be one Ravona? There's multiple Kangs. What if there's multiple Ravonas? That's true. A time-traveling Ravona? Yeah. I mean, when you mess with time, really, nothing is what it seems, which is kind of why, like, one negative about this comic book, this whole run, really, like, it's a little bit confusing um, at times where you're just like, 
I don't know, you're just kind of left on your own. So hopefully once the full story is released, you know, you can kind of see like where it's going and what happened and, you know, it'll help you fill in the blanks. But as of right now, there are a lot of questions. And at the same time, you know, not a lot has happened at the same time that a lot has happened. I mean, what, that's two Kangs dead, right? Yeah, he's, he's murdered two Kangs already. The mentor Kang mm-hmm. and the... Despot the, Kang. Yeah, like, I guess, future Kang? Mm-hmm. Um, are, we, are we getting into negatives? Because I got my list going right here. Hold on, I do want to say, like, one positive thing before... It's like things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's the best part of this whole thing. negative. That's the best part of this whole thing. I do enjoy like how he surprised the Kang during you know that twenty seven thousand years that he planned out. But I guess a little surprise popped up too when Doctor Doom popped up. Uh, I don't think he was aware of that, like when he was in the coffin, right? See, see, that's in my negatives, right? Okay, <laughs> I think that um, Doctor Doom showing up is a surprise, and it's kind of like right. a like a oh, you have managed to change something because in the original timeline, Doctor Doom doesn't show up. So him showing up now is like okay, there's something different. By the way, he looks really good for 26,000 years old. Like, skincare I'm, routine. I'm telling amazing. you, it's that coffin. It's that sarcophagus, <laughs> man. The capsule. Keeps I know how young. he did it. Yeah. A lot of sunscreen lot or of something. Sunscreen, like, right? I don't know. Keeping him young for a really good time. But I do want to add on, like, how eventually, you know, Dr. Doom, like, they put it in his place. You know, they put him back in time, wherever time came from, whatever. I do like the fact, like, okay, like, both Kangs are like, okay, yeah, we're cool now. You know, like, let's go and do a mission or something. I don't know what mission they had, but the younger Kang was like, nah, man. Yeah. Watch yourself. <laughs> Basically, he just, you know, he checked himself and then he wrecked himself. Exactly. Quite literally. He ended up killing the older Kang and that was great. That was awesome. I did enjoy that part, part of it. So yeah, that was a positive for me. What about you? Long young live G. the King. But which King will live long? I don't know. <laughs> Any more positives, Young G? No. How do you feel about Flying Sphinxes? I love them. I love them go. so much. I hope they bring you to the issue number four. There you go. You, just, you have to have a Flying Sphinx in every issue now. Uh, I, I'm expecting it now in every oh, issue. I'm hoping yeah. we get to see it in every issue. I hope it's the next variant cover. Just the whole <laughs> Flying Sphinx. <laughs> the curse. Guys, I'm getting this right now. If we get this recording to 55 listeners, Mad D will tattoo the Flying Sphinx on his back. No, no, no. Heck no. All right, so what we didn't like about Kang the Conqueror number three? I don't think there's enough flying sphinxes, honestly. <laughs> we need I think more. one's enough. One's need enough. More. One's we enough. need more sphinxes. I guess I'll, I'll start off with dislikes. The biggest dislike I have right now is that it all feels like predestination. Like, it doesn't matter what route Kang takes, it always ends up the same way. He's always going to lose to the Avengers. He's always going to lose to the Fantastic Four because it's already destined to happen. Now, the reason I think this is bad, or at least maybe not bad, but I think it just makes for a weak character, is the fact that as of right now, isn't Kang the Conqueror supposed to be the next big bad of the Marvel Universe? And the fact that he can't get out of this loop of losing, just kind of like, well, why am I going to watch him? There's no stakes anymore because I already know he loses. I see your point, but at the same time, like, no villain in the history of comic books has ever really won. But at least they had their, like, time in the sun. For example, in Infinity War... Thanos won for one movie. The snap. Hey, the man. snap. But yeah. if he kills Ant-Man in the Ant-Man <laughs> Quantumania, whatever they're doing with that movie now, you know, he could win in that one. To expand on your point, it's not 
the losing that bothers me because mm-hmm. maybe you know he could lose in like a different way it's just the fact that these fights were like kind of built up in a way and they're like one or two pages and that's it or like we said with dr doom when he shows up you know you expect based on the cover that him and dr doom are gonna fight but dr doom's there for like two pages and then he's back in egypt that's actually another one of my so, my point actually two points right here it feels like dr doom was just thrown in there listen i hate heist movies any heist movie I've seen, it's just like, oh, and we did this in the background, so you couldn't figure this out. And that's what the Doctor Doom felt like. It's like, hey, Kang and Nathaniel are going to kill each other. And then they just throw Doctor Doom in there for, for no reason. It's like, hey, guys, I'm part of this heist, too. You need that name mm. for the billing, you know? Like, I guess. It was, was kind of weird. Main event time is uh, Kang versus Doctor Doom, and then, you know, the Kang gets called. Kang's versus Doctor Doom. Well, it's because Dr. Doom is so, you know, he should get his own comic book. Yeah, seriously, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. But then the other thing that was disappointing to me was Apocalypse's role in the whole thing. He literally got one panel in the beginning of the comic book, and it's like, all right, cool. We're done with Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, you're right on that, yeah. Yeah, like last comic was this whole build of like, oh, I'm going to go team up with Apocalypse to take out Kang. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nah, we're going to let you wait for 27,000 years, then you deal with it. Like, what was that? Yeah, I was kind of bummed out about that, too. It's like... Okay, where's the rest of Apocalypse <laughs> scene? It's like so hype. I want to see Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Was to it? be fair, Apocalypse hasn't done anything in the last 26,000 years. So, <laughs> I know. mean, he lost. <laughs> he did that. But actually, I think, you know, I'm, I might be changing my mind here. And I'm going to be going with uh, Immortality is the pod thing. Mm-hmm. Because if he is immortal, why does it matter that the Fantastic Four show up or Doctor Doom shows up? He can't die, right? So, oh, good point. Yeah, okay, but okay. because he is scared and he's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna lose!" Like, okay. yeah, he flees. Yeah. yeah, he flees to the future and like all that other stuff. Like that proves that he can. He's scared of dying, or he's scared of whatever it is that they can do to him. So I mean, what yeah. is that like? He's immortal, but he's not invincible, right? I mean, either way, like it's not like the Fantastic Four are gonna kill him. Doctor Doom might kill him. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I would run away from Doom, but like the Fantastic Four are definitely not gonna kill him. They're just gonna be like, "All right, well, now you go to prison for." an uncertain amount of time and then you get let out again so yeah we'll uh you go to time jail with the tva oh and wilson just saying wow oh wow (laughs) where is the time the tva in all this actually like kang's doing some time oh no that's right yeah yeah yeah, that's right isn't uh kang running the tva that's true oh dang wow (laughs) the tva has investigated ourselves and we've included we've done nothing wrong (laughs) One negative I do want to add, too, is, like, I feel like it's, like, a loop, you know? Like, these okay. three issues, you see the same characters over and over again. You see, like, the Fantastic Four, like, glimpses of fighting, and then you see Doctor Doom again, you know? And, and you see the Sphinx, the Flying, flying Sphinx, Sphinx, again, every comic, like, please. <laughs> we're stuck, you know? And I get it. He goes back in time and, you know, try to, like, kills the Kangs. But, I mean, move forward, bro. Move forward. <laughs> You're right. We've only seen him in like two time periods, right? Like ancient Egypt, Egypt and I guess now the present or I guess, where would it be? Like our present? I guess the fight with the Fantastic Four is our present. Like it does start off in the future. Yeah. Our future. That's where the first king shows up and being like, okay, we're going to go all, all the, the way, way to, to the past. past. Then he goes to Egypt from there. And then from that Egypt, he goes to our present to fight the Fantastic Four. And then he takes that. No, he fights, the, he fights the Avengers. True. And then he goes back to Egypt. Yep. And then he fights the Fantastic Four and loses and goes into the future. Yeah, which is oh. where the book ends. So maybe now he's going into the future. Um, this is not a limited run, right? I no? think it is a limited run. Is it limited to yeah. six, five, oh. six? 
I think three. Sure. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely limited. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just don't know. Okay, I thought it was gonna be an unlimited thing, so I was like, okay, so they have time to go into the future, no. but I guess not. I think they're doing another Kang series, if I'm not mistaken, know. like near future. Talking about time. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Okay, time travel is confusing. It's annoying. I thought that it was at first, you know, with the whole like dinosaur thing, and then into the future. I thought it was gonna be done pretty well, but this one's just kind of. Like my variant brother said, just kind of falling into a loop. So I'm looking forward to him going to the future. Hopefully with, uh, you know, Ravona, they are now in the future and they're kind of in a new-ish kind of timeline. You know, maybe a new like king from like the past, you know, like him, another like child king is running around. He's got to kill, you know, that one, you know, like that'd be pretty interesting. I would say like there's there's something about this that kind of makes it feel a little weak when it comes to stakes like for example nathaniel tells kang his plan to kill him and then kang's like oh you know but that's going to cause a paradox and blah, blah 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 and then it doesn't happen like he kills him and okay yeah the universe is still good what if the universe split in that moment and one universe died and the other one didn't because you know in every universe so i don't know. in the good universe we're good yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we're gonna wrap it up and give our gradings for this i'm gonna pass it to the professor first Oh, revenge. Yeah. <laughs> it is a dish best served cold. <laughs> Personally, I thought this one was kind of mid. You know, it has its good moments. I like the art. Like I said, you should still definitely pick it up. It's a limited series. So honestly, if it gets bad, you could just kind of drop it. Nothing really, you know, and never worry about it again. But, you know, I still think it's pretty decent. Still worth reading. Interested in seeing the next one. So my final grade, I'm going to give it a C minus. Passing, but barely. Hopefully the next one can pick it up, you know, and go back to its original glory. Because I remember when I first, you know, read the first couple issues, I was really excited. So I hope it recaptures that. Okay. So now I'll pass it on to El Charm. All right. This one's going into the trash pile for me. I don't know. I'm kind of rethinking my, my reasons going into the trash because I got written right here. The story progresses, but it's not satisfying. But you guys talked about it being in a skin of time loop. So it has a story really progressed. I don't know. It just puts it deeper in the trash pile for me. The one thing I really did like about this one, or not this one, but this series, was Ravona as Moon Knight, the herald of Khonshu. But with this rewrite, it feels like they just took that away from her. Like, she's no longer a Moon Knight. And I'm like, wow, you took the one thing I liked out of this. So, I don't know. It's just going straight to the trash for me. Hold mm. on, hold on, hold on. The Flying Sphinx is still there, though. <sighs> okay, so okay. It's not the one thing, thing I liked. I really did like the Flying Sphinx, too. Back in the stash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, no. The Flying Sphinx can only do so much. Just that one page. Just rip it yeah, out. Yeah, just rip that one page out, put it on the wall, and like, yes, Flying Sphinxes. But no, it still goes into the trash pile for me. Okay, okay. How about you, Young G? Yeah, whatever I gave King the Conqueror 2, issue 2, get that score and then take off half a point. That's what I gave issue number 3. I think the idea of like having that time loop, that's just the nature of King the Conqueror. It's either you like it or you don't. Maybe by the end of it, we could see him get out of this loop, maybe change it. But I think that's like in the last issue. I don't see that happening, you know, prior to the last issue. So I don't know. I'll still, I'll still follow along. Okay. Pass or no pass? We don't know. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. I don't I'll know what I gave the last issue. Give, give it a new grade. Give it a new grade. I give it a six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. Now we know that Young G doesn't re-listen to the podcast because he doesn't <laughs> know what he gave it. <laughs> All right. As for me... Kang the Conqueror number three. Hmm. I don't like how Apocalypse just showed up one scene. I do like how he, you know, gives him immortal powers to uh, young Kang. And he's there for like 27 years. That's just torture. Oh, my God. I don't know how he managed to like. 27,000 
Here. Good pickup. Good pickup. <laughs> I was testing you. Pass the test. Thank you for that. <laughs> I was say, he's only there for That's not that bad. I can hate someone for 27 years. Compared to 27,000. Yeah, like 27 years is not that bad. I do like the fact how he does team up with the older Kang and getting you know, Doom out of the picture, but how he backstabbed him in the end and you know became the only Kang to conquer. So that was great. I didn't like how like Ravona popped up as like a future Terminator warrior some type of form. <clears throat> that being said, I'm kind of in the middle. I hate it and I like it. But if I were to give it a gray right now, I'll give it a Kawa Bummer. All right, guys. So now we're going to move on to the POW, our second variant. I'll go first. My pick of the week is Phoenix Song Echo by Rebecca Ronhorst, Luca Maresca, and Carlos Lopez. This is issue number one by Marvel. This one was a great overall first issue. It's about how Phoenix, Jean Greg died, and now the Phoenix is searching for a new person or a captor or a hero of some sort. And it picks uh, Maya Lopez. People were questioning this because when the heroes had a battle scene, she wasn't like the first place of it. She was more like second or third. And usually the Phoenix goes after like the first pick. But for some reason, the Phoenix decided to pick uh, this uh, Maya Lopez character. Everybody's questioning like, oh, is she worthy? But nevertheless, you know, um, she picked it up and she's still learning the powers. Uh, sometimes she can't control, you know, the actual Phoenix uh, fire. Like she was trying to save like a, a child of some sort in the apartment. But she ended up like damaging like the apartment and catching on fire. And so like... She's still trying to control this phoenix of some sort. And of course, you know, phoenix is powerful spirit. And another great scene I like is how Forge from the X-Men popped up. I didn't know too much about him, but uh, I kind of like recognized them. I was like, oh, snap, Forge is in this. And that was pretty great just because it exposed more of this character. And in the end, she finds these uh, old uh, villagers and they try to... Um, find a reason like why is this phoenix you know selected her and the reason why is because in her past ancestral history is because they're all women warriors and that's the main reason why the phoenix end up picking uh maya lopez on this thing so it's a great issue number one overall and this is a phoenix on echo i'm gonna pass it on to the professor twice in one podcast oh my god how do you spell petty okay <laughs> <laughs> my pick of the week is titans united by Kevin Scott and illustrated by Jose Luis. Titans United, the Titans have to face their greatest challenge yet. And of course, by this, I mean the Teen Titans. What they have to face? Nobodies. These nobody low-ranking villains that just got out of jail, but all of a sudden have the Titans' powers. We're talking powers from Raven, talking powers from Starfire, we're talking powers from Beast Boy, and all from this random people off the streets. What's going on? And what does Superboy's origin have to do with this? In this issue, Superboy can fly, which because uh, I know Superboy from Young Justice, which season four just came out. So, you know, everybody, please go watch. I mean, he can't really fly in that show. So for him to be flying in this comic, it was pretty interesting to me because he has more of his Kryptonian powers. Obviously, when random guys off the streets start getting Kryptonian powers, like it's not a good thing. So everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Superboy gets kidnapped by somebody who's really not good. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for you because it's actually very interesting. Somebody that I didn't think would show up in these comic books, who I haven't seen since the original Teen Titans cartoon. 
back in the old days. So pick it up. It's a pretty good comic. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So now I'll pass it on to Young G. <laughs> All right. So my pal is The Trial of Magneto. In this comic, we take a look at the X-Men trying to find the hows and whys of Magneto finally killing the Scarlet Witch. The X-Men do confront Magneto, as well as a few other characters that I don't want to give away. But overall, the issue paces itself, you know, well enough. It has a nice balance between the action and general dialogue. Overall, my expectations weren't met. And for that, I give it a, I give the comic a six. Pick it up or don't. Oh, man. Damn. I like Magneto, so shouldn't pick it up if that's what you're trying to say, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. They could have right. made him a battery, so, you know, it's been worse. Hmm. True, true. All right. So now I'll pass it on to L-Charm. So my pick of the week is Ultra Mega Volume 1. A cosmic virus spreads, turning humans into mutated kaijus. But hope lives. Three humans are selected and given the power to transform and fight back as the Ultra Megas. A brand new breed of kaiju is growing in the city. Can the Ultra Megas defeat it? Read Ultra Mega Volume 1 to find out. So Ultra Mega Volume 1 is a collection of Ultra Mega issues 1, 2, 3, and 4, which is the whole story that's up, out up to this point. It's a great body horror. You got your kaiju fights, good artwork, and it's a very fun story. I say pick it up. Okay, loving it. All right, so now we're going to move on to our third variant, the What If series show, season one. There's only one season, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It might be season two coming in soon. But for now, season one. <laughs> Do you guys want to break it down episode by episode or as a whole? As a, I, I would say I as, think a whole. as a whole. As a yeah. whole. As a whole. As a whole. Yeah. Fine, right? Just go with the flow. <laughs> Just go with the flow. Go with the flow. All right, so guys. So we're going to go to heavy spoilers. All right. So if you haven't watched it, I suggest go watch it right now and then listen up on the what if variant number three. Okay. The worst episode was Party Thor. Okay. That's got to be the worst one. It has almost nothing to do with the plot until like the last two minutes. And even then, you can watch the episode after that to learn everything that's going on. And, you know, you don't even need it. All right, so guys, the worst episode is the worst, the world's mightiest heroes fall. That's the third episode in this one. It just, to me, didn't make any sense why it was in the whole thing. And I don't think this one actually has no impact on the last two episodes of this one. It kind of does because I think at the end, that's where they return Natasha to. Is that where they return her? Yeah, because that's the world that lost their widow. And so I think that's the one where they. Isn't she still alive in that world? Nope. She gets. Remember, she's over there in the library, and she's like, you'll never win. Oh, that's and- right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, still not. <laughs> <laughs> still still, still the worst episode. I'm going to have to agree with the professor on the Thor episode. Oh, yeah, yeah I me, mean, me too, me too. You guys are wrong. That man. was, I mean, Thor is already, like, clumsy, not very responsible, and it's Nothing just changed. a little step down. It's not like, oh, completely, like, 100 steps, you know, from the original Thor. It's just... <laughs> Uh, he's more relaxed. I mean, like in the end games, the big belly, he didn't care. He's playing video games. That kind of reminded me of it. It's like same thing. Yeah, it's the same, same guy. Thing. Same it's thing. the same guy. Just him and Loki yeah. are friends now. Yeah. And Loki's like 12 feet tall and blue and ripped. Shredded. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's that ice giant diet. Come on, man. Pure beef. That's all Pure we beef. need. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have that one ranked as my last one. I have that ranked as number seven out of nine. Oh, wow. Just because. What's number eight? Number eight. Uh, I, I don't want to say because everyone's going to hate me for it, but it's Talach, uh, T'Challa Star-Lord. I did not like that one. What? Wow. That's wild. Uh, that I mean, that it wasn't crazy. great, but it wasn't bad. Horrible, yeah. I'm not saying it was, okay. it was, it wasn't 
oh, you know what? Yeah, I can't say it wasn't bad. It was just boring. Like l- watching it, it's like, oh, hey, as soon as T'Challa becomes Star Lord, I can talk Thanos out of you know doing his snap. What's that, man? Like really? He didn't talk about it doing the snap. He just said, yo, how about you? You just snap, but you do it for better reasons instead of killing half the world. Why don't you just double? The yeah. Resources? So you're telling me this guy rolled like a twenty on charisma and just like yeah. Chadwick Everybody. Boseman has a 20 on charisma, okay? I don't care who you are. He's got a 20 on <laughs> charisma. I'm just saying, like, it, feel, it, it just didn't feel like there was any stakes in that particular episode. And again, as I've said it before, I hate heists. And that whole episode was just one big heist. It was literally yeah. Ocean's Eleven type, you know. I love the like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what's wrong with Ocean's Eleven? I just, I hate heist movies, guys. But I do like how, like, the in the end, the collector... Like how all his collection, so you got his just desserts, and they come against them. Yeah, you know? ex- exactly yeah. what was supposed to happen because Chadwick Boseman is now. Or I'm sorry, T'Challa is now Star Lord, and that's exactly how it was going to end. Come on, I like, think it's it was great so predictable because you get to see the collector like ripped and yeah. he has all the weapons. Oh, for and no he uses reason. the collection. His weapons, <laughs> yeah, he uses that, the that was great. Like, that's Again, pretty cool. Come on, just, that was awesome. That the was humor awesome. was pretty cool with like Howard the Duck when he was over there. Like you uh, got to take a left over here, got to make a right over here. Ignore the mythical. Elf section like i thought that was hilarious you yeah know? I, I, I wasn't i just wasn't feeling that episode it was just mm. just that's gonna be a no for me man sounds like a personal problem <laughs> <laughs> i'm just yeah. saying i would have i would have liked an episode that actually had steaks this one didn't have steaks i'm a vegetarian <laughs> watching this episode i was a, i turned vegetarian there was no steaks in this i mean i don't know i thought i honestly thought that they were gonna kill thanos in this one where he turns around and, you know he starts fighting the dark order the black order oh yeah yeah no, yeah, he was gonna, he was gonna lose against them. Yeah, I thought he was gonna lose. I thought he was gonna actually die. I was like, wow, yeah, that's wild yeah, that they're gonna. Nah, they're gonna die. But no, he didn't die. So I do agree in the fact that like nobody really dies. Nothing, you know, really happens. Like, oh wow. But you know, it was still a nice episode. It was an episode of Chadwick Boseman having twenty in charisma. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a great guy, or he was a great guy. But I think, but the one thing that you are missing though is that ego gets Peter Quill in this one, like. You know. Oh, yeah, oh so you mean the the exact same thing? What that was the problem with Thor and Only Child, where no, the no, no, only no, no. last minute the because in the, in the next episode, mattered. in the next episode, it explains what's going on with you know Party Thor. So you didn't need Party Thor, but with this one, you don't know what's gonna happen with Ego until like much later. Like Ego could have succeeded if it's for whatever reason it takes him a thousand years to charge up the battery or whatever. To how did he think he was gonna have a thousand years? The next morning, people were going to walk into Dairy Queen. Like, he thought he was going to have time. That's the issue. That's- Ego's out of touch, man. Like, his whole name is Ego. <laughs> like, let's get, it, let's get it right, man. That was always going to happen. The best part of the, uh, well, I mean, there's multiple best parts about the Ultra Vision episode. But like, oh, yeah. one of the parts where he blows up Ego, like, that part was awesome. Mm. But- I- I'm not saying I have a problem with Star-Lord T'Challa. I just have a problem with that particular episode. In the last episode, yeah, he was a great character. Don't get me wrong. It was just that, that particular episode. episode that's just like, eh, I could have done without that one. Moving on. <laughs> We're stuck to that episode. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to another uh, episode, What do you guys. think of the, uh, what, uh, Captain... Captain Carter? Carter? Captain Carter. What do you think of that? I loved it. Really? No. It was all right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> what did it? you like about it? Yeah. No, no, no let's do a different question. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that one. Do a later one. Similar to Captain America. I know, I know. That's why I didn't like it. It was just... I don't know. I didn't really like Captain America, the first Avenger, so I didn't really like Captain Carter that much. It was just, I don't know. I, it felt too slow for me, or I don't know. I just, I just, it was not my cup of tea. I feel like for like 
Steve Rogers as a sidekick, he had more uh, of a role compared to like as in Captain America, mm. and like he didn't have like any. You, you mean Peggy didn't have a role? Exactly. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to get at. So that's how I felt this time around. I don't know he how he stayed alive role. in the suit for that. I mean, we don't know if it's him in the suit, but it's we're, assum- somebody's yeah. Yeah. we're assuming it's him. Yeah. Yeah, we're assuming it's him at the end that he's been in the suit. Like mm-hmm. the original reason why he was so young is because he went into the ice. But right. he didn't go into the ice, and well, I mean, maybe there was an off-screen mission or something like that. But like, why is he still in there, still alive? Because he's in the sarcophagus from Kang the Conqueror. Oh <laughs> he, he, the suit is the sarcophagus. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, guys. I have no idea. Yeah. So season two. Hope you answered that one along with uh, Gamora and Tony Stark, Sakar Tony Stark. That that was pretty cool. Yeah. I hope we get to see that one. I would have much rather seen one of those versus like the last three on my list, which was well, it does include. Thor only child, but yeah, it also includes T'Challa, Star Lord, and you know, worlds. What do you think about the uh, zombies? <laughs> uh, I got that one on number four on my list. I actually kind of like that one a little. That was really interesting. Um, I didn't think Hope had to sacrifice herself like that. Like, I knew she was gonna change, but like, I mean, if you know you're gonna, you know, be large, how about you just shrink yourself down, you know, before you, you know, now you're just a large zombie and that's really inconvenient for everybody, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of backfire. Okay, yeah, but like, but who who was more of an inconvenience, Wanda Zombie or Large Hope? Oh, Wanda Zombie, a hundred percent. Like you can't even kill Wanda Zombie. Like, well, I mean, unless you're Ultra Vision, I guess. But like, Wanda Zombie is so overpowered, and like, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. Like, I think it's pretty cool that they could still be zombified and still use their powers. At the same time, I feel like it's a little cheap. But like, mm, okay. I know that in the comic books, it's actually not really like a zombie virus. It's a virus that's called like the hunger. And like all it really does is just make you like really, really hungry for like, you know, flesh, which is basically what a zombie does. But like that's the reason that they can still use their powers. But in this one, like, yeah, you know, I think it's pretty cool that she can use her powers. Vision is messed up. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can't believe Vision. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe him, man. Like yeah. it happens the same in the comic books. I don't think it's Vision, though. I forget who it was, but it is T'Challa that they use, and they're like, chop him up. I think it's Ant-Man or something like that. I don't, I can't remember. But, like, they do, like, chop him up and serve him up, and I was like, wow, that's that's terrible. Like, calling people over here and, like, being like, yeah, I'm going to feed you to, to Wanda, basically, like. Terrible, but maybe necessary? We just said that she's hard to kill, and she could still use her power, so I guess keeping her fed is Vision's way of kind of containing her inside that building. But what happens when there's no more people? Well, then you're not going to worry about that. Anymore. Who's she going to hurt? <laughs> like Everyone's a zombie yeah, at that point. But you're really just going to sacrifice the whole of the human race. Well, I think, I think wild. I'm going to assume that he was working on some sort of cure. Right. Uh, so making that assumption, I guess it's not the worst thing he could have done. It's pretty bad, though. It's really high up there on that list. But I trying mean, to con- contain Wanda to like actually, one area. I think the only thing that he found as a cure was what he did to Scott. Because Scott turned into a zombie, but then he like managed to unzombify him. I turn him into a head. So I guess that's just what he's going to do with people. Just go oh, kidnap yeah, a zombie. Right. Futurama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a very Futurama <laughs> moment. They got away with like a Harry Potter joke. I was like, can you, can you oh, do that? Yeah, like, that's right. By yeah. Ant-Man. Ant-Man well, the... he put on the cape and he was like, we're Guardian Leviosa. So oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. right. I was like, uh. <laughs> hey, man, they're Disney. They can afford the lawsuit. Yeah, well, they're going to have to. But uh, I don't know. If, like I said, if that's trademark or anything. But that was, that was pretty it was an interesting episode again nothing too too crazy until the end of course where you see zombie thanos that was that was wild that's pretty cool i I thought it was a fun episode 
definitely just like one of those like put it on watch it get some popcorn enjoy enjoy the 30 minutes that you're gonna watch this episode that was one of the best ones in terms of like what if like honestly what yeah. if yeah yeah, yeah. I, I agree that with that too, yeah. yeah go a direction that'll be like a great what if yeah zombie mode but for me number one episode was what if dr strange lost his heart definitely okay. top tier episode right there that's up there that's up there i mean the the other two i have on my top three are the last two the last two yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, the, yeah. The, the, those are definitely <laughs> the, the best episodes the of. avengers of the multiverse slash guardians of the multiverse was yeah it was, it was pretty cool seeing the watcher actually fight the little galactus shout out was amazing Genji, any comments on uh dr strange losing his heart or the last two episodes let me say the last two episodes with Ultron getting the stones reminded me of MVCI when they got Sigma from Mega Man and Ultron and they could put them as one. And the whole idea was them getting, you know, the stones as well. But in that series, uh, Ultron can't get the soul stone because he has no soul. So I really did think they were going to bring that back over here where Ultron, because he doesn't have a soul, he can't, you know, hold the soul stone. But clearly not. I mean, that's not what happened. That's because Vision has a soul, right? Is that how it works? That's what I wanted to bring up. Vision is just Ultron, though. He has a mind. He has a mind (laughs) stone, stone, yeah. I guess they're connected somehow? The mind stone and the stone stone? Maybe that's not a prerequisite in the MCU or in the comics. Not anymore, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I would have loved to see that, though. If they brought that. Wow, could you imagine how pissed he would be? (laughs) (laughs) I can't hold this stone! Which is pretty funny, because the soul stone is the stone that they were all uh, fighting over. Yeah. In the in the last two or in the last episode, they're trying. Once they took one stone away, it's like, oh, it was. Yeah, I think it's just because nobody knows what that one does, like at all. It just it just does whatever you need it to do. You know, like that's that's what the power is. So that's why everybody wants it because it's just like it's at once like the most powerful stone, but it's also like just a regular also stone too. Because like it's so poorly defined. The some of where where I got a little confused was when um, Ultron Vision Vision Ultron blows up the the galaxy he's like oh i could uh, blow up galaxies with a thought and he just blows up everything and then you see dr strange just swallow or sorry strange supreme just swallow the the explosion for some reason i thought he'd swallowed the soul stone i was like oh he's just swallowed the soul stone what's he gonna do now but no <laughs> but no it was just an explosion i'm like i mean it was cool too but i was hoping he swallowed the soul stone and did some crazy magic or something i think it's cool that ultra vision has all the power in the world and he still decided i need a weapon you know like yeah. he makes himself a little lance like you really need that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or what I thought was hilarious is like, oh, hey, I'm just going to slow down time and just take the stone. It's like, why didn't you think of that before? Like, that would have been the no, first yeah. trick I did. He was like, <laughs> for my first trick, let me slow down time. <laughs> like, yeah, Doctor or Strange Supreme had a, a time stone too and was able to, you know, counteract his. But still, would have been one of my first tricks. I think it's weird that, uh, I mean, I guess I'm not so technical, so I don't know if it makes sense or not that Arnim Zola was able to like kind of take over. Like I mean, you, you've taken over galaxies and worlds, but you can't do analog. Like, no, man. It's a you, you know what? It's a human mind. I don't know, man. This is the best I got. I this like is the best I got. Though. It's That's a human mind. <laughs> like I just I don't know. I just figured somebody who could break through the multiverse could also not be susceptible to a virus. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Like I said, I'm not techie, so I don't know how that works. I, yeah, even if you were techie, it still doesn't work out, man. <laughs> like, the, the all I can think of is like, yeah, maybe the human brain is powerful than a computer, and that's what they were going for. I yeah. just want to say, like, it's crazy how like the Watcher end up, you know, being a big part of, you know, coming out and like obviously um, gathering this team. Uh, I just wish, like, I hate it, and I love it how they, you know, he grabs the characters from the previous episodes, but I wish like he could have picked other great characters to begin with. Like, why would you pick 
Thor, the party guy, and like, are you I just mean, mad because they didn't pick Tony? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just mad because yeah. they didn't pick Tony, man. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. Like I said, I love it and hate it. In the end, I it was a great last two episodes. So kudos to that. Just shock, like how Watcher just you know. Right, so who, who, would, who would you have <laughs> who, who's on your your guardians of the multiverse team that we saw in the in the episodes in the episodes i mean obviously he's like good thanos <laughs> <laughs> no i want to pick like zombie wanda zombie Wanda, okay the one you can't control yeah. okay okay oh wow definitely her just her like, that was it that's, just, that was in my mind give me an <laughs> army of zombie wanders <laughs> uh, i think it would yeah. be cool if they got actual like mcu characters into the what if like not not so much you know how they, they got them and they made their own universe. But what if they got the universe that, you know, that you mean the main watching? line, the main line. And they just kind of took them in there. Imagine Edward Norton Hulk. You've been selected. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to think who, who would I, who would I replace from that team besides Killmonger? But I guess he did serve a purpose. I think that that's what the watcher's plan was that he knew that Killmonger was going to be greedy and he's not ever going to want to give up the power mm-hmm. and that, either Ultron Vision or Arnim Zola or whoever is in that body is also going to want that power mm-hmm. and they're not going to want to give it up ever and neither one of them is about to share mm-hmm. so I feel like that was his ultimate plan it was just like look you guys can't win but you know if you guys can get these two to start arguing like over the power then you know at least we stalled them for now something I did kind of I don't want to say hate but I really did dislike is that uh, Strange Supreme still keeps getting the short end of the stick like every time like, oh, yeah, let me capture these guys for you. Oh, yeah, this plan was only feasible because I was able to shield everyone from all these crazy explosions. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, yeah, can you keep this crystal ball with these two people and just watch them in your locked up universe over here? It's like, really? Like, but Black Widow, who we, they only had her for like, what, two episodes, was like, you get to join this Avenger team over here. She didn't do her universe, oh. you know? She didn't need to get punished. He needs to be punished because he was bad. She did everything she could to survive, and you know she did good. He was like, I don't know. He looked the other way. He was like, hey, I don't know, man. Because what like, story are you going through? You know, like, here's my argument for him. It's like when the, he asked the watcher for help, the watcher said no. The watcher comes back and asks for him for the help. Watcher said, hell no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And then he, the watcher comes like, I need your help, and he's like, okay, I'll help you. And then at the end of the day, it's like. Oh yeah, thanks for your help, but you're still locked up in this universe you screwed up. It's like, really? Come on, like, cut him a sl- cut him some slack, dude. The Watcher smacked him down the first time. He was like, no, and just smacked him across the face. And said, no, no, yeah, I agree with you. It's just like, damn, man, how are you gonna do do him dirty after he saved your multiverse? Like, literally, if it wasn't for uh, Strange Supreme, the whole they wouldn't have won. No, definitely, yeah. Because Ultron was like, people were a lot easier to kill. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. One thing I kind of wish they would have done is um made episodes that kind of related to the the actual comics out there like the what if comic series mm-hmm. um but i get it you know they did their own thing but i just wish they would have done like at least one episode based on like a a comic that they did originally uh like the what if you know worry end up killing the hulk you know something cool like that or what if you know uh it wasn't it wasn't what if captain carter was the first avenger part of that what if series because there is a Captain Carter in the What If series. Really? There's also a Captain Britain, but I don't think he's in the series. I think he's just a regular dude. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think he's, he's like just a regular, a regular yeah. Not a What If yeah. party series. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean. Definitely but, the, zo- the zombie ones are. I don't know if they're a What If, but there's definitely a zombie. Oh, version. yeah. There's yeah. a Marvel series. But yeah, it's not a, a zombie it's not universe. A what if. It's not a What If? No, it's not yeah. a What If. Okay. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know, hate me. You know what would have been cool? Is that they would have brought like 
let's say like Wolverine, like into the wood, like a hero that we haven't seen. So like the Punisher, not an anti-hero, uh, but like characters like that into this, you know. I want to say they probably f- made all this prior to the Fox deal. So mm-hmm. I don't think there was a chance that we would get them in season one. Maybe in season two, we'll see some of them. Oh, maybe now that they have to, you know, switch people out and stuff. Yeah. You know, like your episode is done, you know, <laughs> all right, we're getting somebody else in here. I do think we'll see some of these characters again. Like, we'll probably see Captain Carter again. We'll probably see Strange Supreme again. The Watcher. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if we'll see T'Challa Star-Lord again. It seems like it because of the way it ends, where you got um, Star-Lord and Peter Quill teaming up to take down Ego. So it kind of seems like the door's open, but I'm wondering who would they use as his voice actor. I mean, there were a couple of people who didn't reprise their roles yeah vocally for this but i mean i don't know with chadwick passing rest in peace you know it's a bit of a difficult situation so not sure where that's going but yeah i'm I'm kind of excited for season two i gotta say i really wasn't on board with the art style at first it took oh, a yeah. while to to get accustomed to it and like towards the end i was like okay i kind of see it. it's, i'm still not in love with it but you know it's all right I think it's not one of the best art styles out there. It doesn't, to me, it didn't grow on me at all. If I could see this whole thing over again with a different art style, I most definitely would. Oh, definitely, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, the art style didn't do it for me. It was, but the good thing was the stories were good. Some of the stories were good and compelling. It didn't, barring barring the Earth losing its mightiest heroes story, all of them kind of let me wanting, left me wanting more. Definitely. Um, yeah, because even in the end of that one, you get Captain America and uh, Captain Marvel, you know, leading the whole new team of yeah. Avengers against Loki and all of the uh, invading as Guardians. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Overall, I really enjoyed it. thought it was really good. Again, I got to see it start to finish. I wasn't watching it like every week like everybody else was. So maybe somebody else has a different opinion. But because I got to see it all as one picture and kind of got to see where all the pieces of the puzzle fit. And of course, I benefited from being able to like listen to all the theories and stuff like that. Like, you know, to me, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really great. I really can't wait for season two. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of what other what ifs I want to see. But, you know, I hope they do continue a couple ones, like the zombie one. I really want to know zombie Thanos, if he's actually going to be a threat or if he's just going to get cut in half again. I think overall, this was it was a good series. I would definitely watch this again. Like if you tell me, hey, what do you want to watch again? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch this one again. Would hope for better graphics or better artwork, but hey, you can't have them all. As for one of the things you said, like, what would you want to see in season two? I definitely want to see a Spider-Man what if. That's something I'd want to see. I don't know if we'll get that, you know, current contract pending. That's something I'd like to see, a Spider-Man what if. And Young G said some of the X-Men, some of the older or newer characters that are brought into the, the MCU be in these what ifs. That would be pretty nice. When a what if came out, I mean, some comic did Guy Rocket. Uh, one of the main ones was the what if you know Mary J uh, became Spider-Man. So that one kind of skyrocketed. I think that was issue number one. What if based off because of the uh, series that came up. But again, it didn't pop up. It kind of cooled off. But hopefully, yeah, it does pop up. You know, next season or so. So that's my two cents. I agree, with my variant bros. This is a great series, and we suggest that you do you know go watch it. You know, again, we all look forward to the next season. All right. Last two cents, Young G. I'd watch What If again, you know, the whole series, but not anytime soon. It's still fresh to me on my mind. 
you know, like El Trans had mentioned, I'd want to see Spider-Man, Spider-Man turn into the Punisher, like the actual what if. That'd be pretty cool. And I want to see those new characters. Like, it doesn't have to be the X-Men, like characters that we already know are coming out, like Moon Knight or Nova. That'd be pretty cool if they brought in, you know, those kind of characters in the second season of What If. Yeah, what if Nova existed? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's a wrap. Uh, thank you for listening. Our next issue will be issue number 10, Gunslinger, number one, and Trailer Park, the new Batman movie and the new Flash teaser. Thank you for listening. Please do check out at our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Variant Bros. And do please uh, check out our website at variantbros.com. Please keep an eye out on our Facebook page. We'll be posting on how you can win a comic book. Please make sure to read the rules on how to win it. That being said, this is Matt D. I remember my first braille. Binge Young Justice Season 4. Look up for Season 2. Hope you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs>